Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Truckers Podcast. And this is Christmas Stories. So come out and join me. I'm your host, Doug, from London, Ontario, Canada. Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Tucker Podcast. So this is Tuesday. I guess it's the 15th of December. 10 days until Christmas Day. I hope everybody so far is having a good week or even a great week. Let's start with those thank yous out there to all of our workers out there, our essential workers and our frontline workers, our doctors and our nurses, our paramedics and our police and our fire departments. I thank you for the job that you do day in and day out. And thank you to my guests and my followers and my listeners. I thank you for taking the time out of your day to join me here on the Truckers Podcast. Well, I hope everybody out there has had a chance to um, have a listen uh, to my uh, Christmas stories um, from now until the 24th of December at 9 p.m. in the evening. I hope you like them. I hope you're enjoying them. So, and as always, if you have a Christmas story or Christmas memories that you would like to share, you're more than welcome to call in and share your Christmas stories or your Christmas memories. Now, I sort of... uh, remember this one. I was probably around nine years old. And I got a race car set for Christmas. 
And after everything was all done and everything, all the presents were open and everything cleaned up, I took it upstairs to my room and I put it together. It was a figure, it was a figure eight track. So I got it all put together, all plugged in, and setting the, the cars on the track, and then squeezing the trigger. And nothing happened. I thought, well, it's got to be working. So I double-checked the track make sure that I put it together properly, make sure everything snapped together. And it was plugged in. And the, and the, and the controllers were plugged in. There's still nothing. So I went downstairs and I got my dad. And he, he comes upstairs and I'm explaining to him what's going on. So he checks it over. And it's not working. See, back in those days, in, in the early 70s, um, you know, I think this, this Christmas, it, it fell on, on, on a um, Friday. So the next day was Boxing Day. Everything was closed. There was no such thing as Sunday shopping back in those days. So I had to wait till Monday. So Monday came along and my dad and I went out. To exchange it. And I believe he bought it probably. Well, we got there and they had none left. So he got his, his money and uh, we continued to, to shop around. Pretty much everything was sold out by that time. You know, because Christmas was just over. So, you know, he says, well, what would you like? He says, what would you like for Christmas? You know, maybe a board game. I said, yeah, that'd be great. A board, a board game would be great. So we're looking at board games, you know, we're looking at the game Sorry and other games. And he's like, well, maybe, you know, you would like the game of Monopoly. Well, Monopoly was big back then. So I thought that would just be great. So I was really happy. So we got home. Everybody's seen what I had. And we all sat down. 
Can we play the game or not? I wasn't disappointed, you know, that the, the racetrack didn't work. It would have been cool if it did. But Christmas was still great. So There is one here, and it's called An Unlikely Angel. It was 1999, a few days after Christmas. A black dog with a little white around his mouth wandered under the front porch and settled in as if he'd lived there all his life. Whenever anyone left the house to do chores or walk next door to my brother-in-law's house, the black dog followed. He patiently wait until we were done, follow us home, and lie down on the porch. Inside the house was full of sadness and quiet conversation. My 91-year-old father-in-law was ill. The family had gathered to see to his care, to cook, and to welcome visitors. This curious visitor gave us something new to talk about. A wonderful distraction. Whose dog was it? Did someone drop him off along the road? Did he intend to stay? Either way, it would it would be dark soon, and he would be cold. So Jim sat in his rocking chair by the front window where he could watch the, the happy black dog's comings and goings. We called the radio station, the animal shelter, newspaper, sheriff, and several neighboring farms about a lost dog. Meanwhile, we made him comfortable on the porch with food, water, and a blanket. The days leading up to New Year's brought no news, and we're all just content that our companion had stayed around. My father-in-law said he wanted to, to live long enough to see the new millennium, and he did. On January the 2nd, that was the day the black dog left. Then the weather turned cold and snow fell every day for the rest of the winter. Sometime later, we heard that the black dog was, res was a rescue dog living with a family about a mile and a half from the farm. They named him Bogart. The following summer, Bogart returned to see us again. 
when his owners came to pick him up, he told them about his angelic Christmas business. How he had comforted our family with cheerful companionship. He wanted them to know how much that meant. It's a pretty good story. Well, here's another one here. Our carols hit the right ears. It was a small group of young guys and gals caroling on Christmas Eve in 1942, San Diego, California. We wandered downtown to Broadway, the main street, and stopped at a block of green grass with a fountain on the plaza. The streets were streaming with, with aimless servicemen, all missing the joy and solace of being home for Christmas. We began singing familiar Christmas songs. In a short time, the volume increased markedly. I climbed up onto the rim of the fountain into an astonishing sight, a sea of servicemen on the plaza singing with all, with all their hearts. When a song ended, I started another, just beginning the words, and it was immediately picked up. We sang every traditional song I could think of and didn't leave the servicemen until near midnight, carrying a memory with us. That's pretty good. So what about yourselves? For this Christmas, you know, it has to be, you know, as joyous as we can make it. Being with immediate family in the household, I'm staying put, I'm not going anywhere. Now, you know, this Christmas is just going to be like no other. You know, this pandemic has taken its toll. And, you know, we just you all just want to just be able to be what normal you can be. But as the vaccines roll out, rolls out, people are getting vaccinated, we're just going to have to live with it. 
like I said the other night, I'm just dropping off the gifts and coming back home. That's all I'm going to be doing for that night. So, I think I have another story here. Here's another one here. The Christmas Tree Angel. Joe Sarna worked hard as a union plumber during the day and then would spend evenings and weekends on his beloved Christmas tree farm in the small town of Jefferson, Ohio. Every year when December 1st arrived, he would get excited as a kid waiting for Santa Claus. He would walk through the fields of the Douglas firs, the Scotch pines, the blue spruce, and the noble pine searching for the tallest tree. He would deliver the trees to the churches in town, every church, not just his own family's church. He would do this at nighttime, leaving each tree at the front door. He never left a note to say they were from Sarnas Tree Farm. He would tell my brothers and sisters and me that if you did a good deed and advertised in, a, in any way, it didn't really count as a good deed. He made his kids promise not to tell anyone where the trees came from. knowing the pastors and the church members would, were spending a lot of time guessing about the origin of the tree. If a pastor asked dad if he had been one who had left such a beautiful tree for the church, my father would just play dumb and ask, what tree? Or change the subject. When my father Oh, that's not it there. Yeah. Oh, sorry. And many of the pastors came to find out where the trees came from. When I talked to them, I discovered every one of them knew my father had been the Christmas tree angel. That's pretty good. So I'm going to leave it there for tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining me. I gotta save some of these Christmas stories um, for the rest of the week leading up to um, Christmas Eve. So until tomorrow night at 9 p.m., have a good night, have a safe work day, or whatever you're gonna be doing, and hopefully you can join me back here uh, tomorrow night at. 9 p.m. So again, thank you to all of our workers out there, our essential workers, our frontline workers, our doctors and our nurses, our paramedics and our police. I thank you for the job that you do day in and day out. 
thank you to my guests and my followers. I thank you for taking the time out of your day to join me here on the Trucking Podcast. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Truckers Podcast. I'm your host, Doug, from London, Ontario, Canada. Until tomorrow evening, take care and hope you can join me. And thank you. <laughs>